Welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series, novels, and films. For this episode, we're back to where it all began, on a world with too much sun to follow characters on the run. That's right, we're talking Disney Pluses, Obi-Wan, Kenobi. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Stephen Ford, joined as always by Andrew Knuckles. Hey, how's it going? And Joel Killingsworth. Hello there. Hello there. I gave you that one. Thank welcome. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gifts, we also have a special guest joining us for this episode, Ryan Denley. I was always here, you just weren't ready to see me. Yeah, he's been creeping around in the background. That's why we have the screen set up so we don't have to see him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he shows up to every recording night and he just hangs out behind the thing, never says a word. <laughs> no, no, we, he, can, we can hear him munching on cookies in the background. So, sometimes there's a little heavily. chuckle. I just wait for you to drop cookies or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> hand, hand slides out and it disappears on you. <laughs> oh. mm. Bad carpet floor cookies, my favorite. <laughs> Anyways, on that <laughs> Before we dive into Obi-Wan Kenobi, we want to... Season one. We don't know if there's going to well, be a season two. Uh, that is a valid statement. <laughs> season one, you know, the last time... Tell us how you really feel, right? <laughs> the last time I went really hard on avoiding calling it a season one, they immediately announced that the season two was not going to happen, and that was the live-action Cowboy Bebop, so... Yeah, the, I think they... I actually... Yeah. No, I think I, we will not get a season two. I think we'll get a new series named something different. But that's from later in the episode because that probably has spoilers involved. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll avoid that. And before we get into that, uh, we wanted to have a little chat about one of our favorite Star, Star Wars topics, incompetent villains. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're, we can't actually talk about Star Wars yes. here. It has to be other incompetent villains that exist in fiction. That is correct. We made Star Wars illegal for the next because that is minutes. such low hanging fruit and easy slam dunks for ba- you can you can pick a bad guy from every single film and it would still be like barely scratching the surface. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Just kidding. It's not a democracy. I'm making Joel go first. Oh, oh. See, I was going to make the guest go first. <laughs> no, he goes last. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> is that worse or better? I don't know. I'm bringing for your dining pleasure. Demolition Man. (laughs) Straight from Taco Bell. Uh, We have Dr. Raymond, who is uh, ostensibly the villain of the film. Right. Who resurrects a, well, I say resurrects, uh, revives from cryo sleep a mass murderer to do his bidding so that he can drum up fear and take over even more of, of the corporate world. Of the future. Oh, is this and with Wesley Snipes in it? Yes. Yes. Oh, I have seen this and movie. Stallone, okay. right? And, yeah. and Stallone, Stallone yeah. plays the, the hero. Dennis Leary's in it. And uh, anyway, so his master plan is absolutely flawless. He wakes up this villain, uh, this murderer, and programs him because they've been using, you know, stuff to mess with their dreams so they can give them post-hypnotic suggestion type stuff mm-hmm. and makes it to where he is physically incapable of harming the guy who woke him up, right? It's his fail safe. And but he's not getting the results he wants, so he also resuscitates this dude's entire team, his whole gang, all of the people that like and and work with him, uh, but completely fails to program any of them with the same 
commands and therefore he immediately gets killed. Right. Snipes is just like, <laughs> hey, I can't kill him. How about you kill him? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you. The next time that you resuscitate a mass murderer and his henchmen, make sure that the safeguards are applied unanimously, Equally. universally, all across the board. You do not want to get shot here. Oh, so that's that's what this podcast is going to become. This is becoming How to Be a Better Villain 101. It's a villain advice show. <laughs> On that note, Ryan, you want to jump in? Yeah, I'll jump in. He's not last? No. I am going Man. with... This is, uh, we're just off the rails. Just, <laughs> it's pandemonium. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Decepticons, but more specifically Megatron. Mm -hmm. Because in the Transformers series, you know, obviously always not a great track record. The Transformers always win. But beyond that, like this guy Megatron keeps Starscream around as his number two all the time. And the guy is constantly hunting for the throne. He's always trying to overthrow him. <laughs> He's never successful in anything he does, even in overthrowing. And, but he keeps him as his number two the whole way through. And I think it's just poor management. <laughs> if he would just do proper employee reviews, he could see that like... Yeah, he really just needs an HR department for the Decepticons. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. It's, very, it's very much so like kind of a the Sith rule of two at play here where eventually the apprentice is going to overthrow you. Yeah. It's just, it's just like part of the contract somewhere is one of the, you know, fine prints. Yeah, it's gotta I thought, happen. I thought Star Wars was off limits. It, Take it a reference in there. We didn't talk about any specific <laughs> villain. Just the general ethos. Andrew, you want it next or shall I? Uh, you can go. All right. I am prepared because you need to be prepared because this next villain is Scar. Nice. Nice. From the Lion King. From the Lion King, 1995. <laughs> Not the new one, the old one. They're the same film. I Not didn't see really? the new one. Really? They're the, almost the exact same film. <laughs> it's, just, it's just National Geographic and they played Hamlet in the background. Nice. Put a little music in there. Anyways, 1995 Scar. And, you know, he has these great plans and all these ambitions and he, he achieves what he wants, right? He kills his, his brother. He becomes the new king. And then everything else is just pure incompetence from there on down. We're completely reliant on the hyenas to remove the only witness to the crime that aren't the hyenas. And, you know, if you're a real crime boss, right, you, you have someone commit the crime and then you have somebody else eliminate that person and then you eliminate that person. So he doesn't follow any of those rules the prime witness is allowed to escape and grow up to come back and seek revenge he's still reliant on hyenas he has such poor management of the pride lands that he eventually actually turns the the people who are the well, lions who to their mind at least basically up to this point were his loyal subjects against them or against him then manages to inadvertently drop in an attempt to save his own life uh, terrible things about the hyenas in front of the hyenas who then turn on him and it's like, we won't talk about having an HR department. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is like you need the, the assistant who really manages the CEO. And, you know, he wants to say something and she just kind of mutes it for that minute on the Zoom. And it's like, okay, you can talk now. He really needed one of those. And it just didn't happen. So, <laughs> All right. So I am picking Voldemort from Harry Potter. And this is kind of like an entire, um, instead of like one singular person, because Voldemort is, is mostly capable. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. His entire um, group of Death Eaters are so blatantly bad at what they do, where they have basically main characters almost every single book dead to rights every single time. And mm -hmm. either they monologue, which is always a, a big problem with villains, um, or you have um, uh, basically Voldemort um, only being the one that, that, you know, is like, well, I have to be the one to kill Harry. 
And there is uh, some reasons towards the end, kind of. I mean, I mean, once you get to a certain point, you're like, well, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, so like Lucius Malfoy is probably the, the best example of the most bumbling bad guy that is meant to, quotation marks, be this very, like, vicious kind of character. And he proceeds to just get his, you know, butt whipped every single time. Right, well, like, at some point... You know, how, how much can you actually lose to eight, nine, ten year olds and still be <laughs> a competent human being? <laughs> <laughs> much less villain. Well, yeah. And and um Mad Eye Moody or um uh, uh what's the what's the bad guy's name um that was Who impersonated? impersonated? Uh I can't remember. It's um, the it's the I don't know. David Tennant played him in the movie. Yeah, David Tennant's character Barty, from the movie. Barty Crouch. Barty Crouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Juju. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have these, like, absurdly convoluted plots to to get Harry to, like, the graveyard when you could have just, like, made anything a port key instead of, you know, the one thing that was very hard for them to actually get to. I mean, if you want to talk about convoluted plots, the fact that the author really keyholed herself into the idea of every book is going to be an entire school year. Yeah. So like the plot has to develop at this very specific pace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every book, there is no variation. Yeah. Um, well, also didn't Voldemort, because like kind of pride or whatever, he committed to using a wand that didn't accept him or whatever. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. That like one yeah, of well, yeah. Like he, yeah. he basically picked up the elder wand and tried to make it work and it just didn't because it didn't accept him. Um, because, uh, <laughs> but honestly, a lot of the problems though with him is just plot armor from Harry of just magic is magic. And, you know, his parents save him from the dead, like at least th three times. Mm -hmm. Thrice. Thrice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't Everybody even beat the people through. you already killed. <laughs> yeah. How bad are you? Um, I mean, he couldn't even take over high school. Yeah, you know, like, Darth Vader ruled a galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you're not a main character because you don't get three. No. Yeah. No, no, no you just die. <laughs> yeah. One strike, um, you're out. Yeah. Okay, right. so Obi-Wan. So, yes, Obi-Wan. I think we need a synopsis. All right. So, synopsis of Obi-Wan. We've got 10 years after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. We find Obi-Wan, who is kind of this broken, downtrodden figure hiding out on Tatooine. Always Tatooine. Always Tatooine. We come back to this place yet again, but refreshingly, <laughs> we don't stay there long. So uh, he gets a message from his good friend, Bail Organa, which, you know, it's a pre-existing relationship. We're mm -hmm. good with that. And he's asking for help because there is uh, a problem with Leia. Someone's taken Leia and Bail doesn't feel like he has anyone else to turn to for fear of drawing attention to Vader's daughter that he's hiding. So then we follow Obi-Wan on a series of adventures to find Leia, get her back, and then deal with the consequences of uh, making a spectacle of himself in the eyes of the Imperial Inquisition. Right, kind of going out into the wider world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, what did we give this for some scores? And am, I, am, I am I doing this or is Joel doing it? Well, I was going to say, who wants to give a summary of how this works? Okay, so um, the way our scores work, and uh, Ryan is actually not included in this. Uh, it is still just the aggregate of us, um, of Steve and Joel and I. I'm just um, outside. We are the going floor to cookies. <laughs> just he, he does have scores. He is just not within the the yeah. score aggregate. We're just going to ask him for some. Yeah. So <laughs> we basically review things um, with four pillars of review. So we have spectacle, 
performance, score, and plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we technically have entertainment, but that's a whole different score. And uh, so spectacle is kind of the wow factor. How it was filmed, were the effects good? You know, how were the action scenes? Were they choreographed well? Mm-hmm. Then we have performance, which is clearly the the, the performance acting. of the acting. How they did, did they did they portray what they were meaning to portray? Mm-hmm. Then you have the score, which is the music. Um, audio mixing and choices there. And then we have the plot, which is always the the story. And did it make sense? Right. Does it hold up? Does it the, support? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have the entertainment score, which is completely separate, uh, which is just how we liked it. Are you uh, not entertained? Yeah. Are you not entertained? And essentially what this is, is just, you know, sometimes there are things that are very good technically, but it was really boring and we didn't like it. Or there's some things that are just really bad, hot garbage, and we absolutely loved it. It's just too too much fun. Yes. Um, however, uh, this one is kind of pretty much close to the same realm. Joel? For our review score, which is the average of the pillars that we talked about, we have a 6.3 for Obi-Wan. Not and looking too good. Yeah. It's, it's you know, we're really looking for 8 to hit that, that excellent threshold mm-hmm. of I would love to watch this again um, and this falls quite short of that for entertainment it continues to uh, flounder at a 6.7 slightly better than the technical average but still still not great. still yeah I mean uh, clearly there are some some problems with the show um, there are um, there are a lot of problems with the show <laughs> <laughs> so, so for reference, as the only other piece of Star Wars material we have reviewed, our technical score for Book of Boba Fett was a 4.5. Oh, so this is Oof. significantly this is, better. This is a significant <laughs> jump over the bar. Uh, on that note, Ryan, do you have your uh, yes. overall scores? My overall score was a 6.2. Okay. Okay. So that's so pretty closely in line. In line. Yeah. 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 Entertainment? Uh, five. Okay. Okay. I want, I want to get that out of it now. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. For me, know. it was a five. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very final number. Yeah. So, guys, uh, still spoiler-free here. Just some general thoughts, maybe some positives, some could have done better, some you didn't like it. I'll, well, I'll, I'll let someone else go. Yeah, I'll throw out a positive right away. Uh-huh. And that is Ewan McGregor, right? Like, So his performance front to back was fantastic and entertaining. The best part about the prequel films is watching Ewan McGregor run around being Obi-Wan, doing Obi-Wan things. And he just continues to do that here with an added layer of drama because he's dealing with the trauma of everything that occurred with losing his entire life and his friends and and his found family and all of that. Mm -hmm. And coming to terms with that in himself that he, he has failed to do over the last decade. And so now all of this kind of comes to a head for him. And that was really great to watch. Yeah, seeing him come back to the screen as well as uh, Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Mm-hmm. I always want to reverse his name, so I want to call him Christian Haydenson. That's just not quite <laughs> right. Uh, but Hayden Christensen as well was a, a total delight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can't, I can't knock it there. Anybody else? I mean, I, I would just say overall, it like at its, at its best, there are like a lot of really cool moments in mm-hmm. this series. They just they're sandwiched by things that kind of bring the overall enjoyment of it down for me. And that even as cool as those moments are, they feel wholly unnecessary or almost unjustified in that, like they don't really, in my opinion, bring anything to the greater star Wars, like Canon lore. Mm -hmm. And at at its worst to me, it felt like Disney 
bought someone's fan fiction and turned it to life. It absolutely felt like yeah. decent fan fiction. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah. Ewan McGregor was great, you know, to watch. And there's, there's a lot of performances in this that are, you know, pretty good from some certain people. And there's, again, there's cool moments. It's just overall, like my, my feeling of the show is I probably won't be watching it again. And it, what, if anything, I'll go back and I'll watch specific clips and specific moments rather than rewatch the entire yeah. series. Yeah. I think, I think to build on that, like the two biggest problems in the whole piece are one, it felt like the, the layout was such that they had very specific moments that they wanted to hit and no idea how to get from moment one to moment two to moment three. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it's just really slapdash in there with, with the logistics and characters just teleporting around nonsensically. Uh, and then the, the second issue uh, is the stakes that are involved in the whole mm -hmm. story because yeah. these are characters that we know where they come from and we know where they're going for the most part. Uh, and so when the question is, oh, are they going to get out of this situation alive? Well, you know the answer to that. Yeah. And so they failed to ask better questions to hold up tension and keep the stakes high. Well, and, and with that, you know, basically the only way, whenever you have a show like this where we, we, everyone, we know how everyone dies. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, at, at some point, we all know how they die. We've, we've seen it. And so for the writers, it's very difficult for them to create um, uh, situational stakes mm -hmm. where now you need to have emotional stakes of of, you know, like what confrontation, who's going to, you know, like where's the drama happening kind mm -hmm. of. And for the most part, I actually thought that they did a good job of, you know, like you guys have said, there there were a couple moments, there were some really good moments in the show, but they didn't really know how to like connect any of them. And whenever those moments do hit, they hit really hard. And it's like, wow, this is really good. Too bad, you know, we have another five episodes worth of whatever, whatever the rest <laughs> yeah. of this is. And, and, you know, you had to get to that point to do it. And I will definitely say this, it is way more entertaining than Book of Boba Fett was by a large oh, margin. By a yeah. Huge um, yeah. And, you know, the um you know you guys talked about Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor. Um the the little girl that plays Leia, who's ten year old Leia, mm -hmm. um, is honestly fantastic. She was I I thought she was a joy on the screen because she she had she was very spunky and she played that character mm -hmm. how how I think she needed to be played. Yeah, Vivian um, Lyra Blair yeah. is her name. And um, you know, I mean, like there are definitely there are also problems that come with that of just having, you know, basically a young, essentially main character from a whole other, you know, trilogy just kind of wedged into this to be kind of the MacGuffin. And um, and because you know that there's no stakes with her either. Yeah. Yeah. And and because of that, it just it becomes a little bit more of a, OK, let's get through, you know, these 20 minutes so we can see what what the final arc of this episode is going to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I will say, though, um, one thing that I really definitely enjoyed and it'll, it reflects in my score, too, is the um, the lighting that they had or, or basically like honestly, the show looks fantastic mm -hmm. um, outside of a couple bad CGI pieces here and there. Um, the uh, the actual like whenever there are any kind of lightsabers and dueling and that kind of stuff. Uh, honestly, the lighting looks fantastic. Well, it's, it's the the emotional moments in the middle of the duel and the way faces are lit mm -hmm. is really well done. I thought it was interesting that y'all were kind of calling it out as like they purchased, you know, semi-okay fan fiction <laughs> because the show script was actually completely rewritten. Uh, it was actually the initial script that they had 
was deemed too dark by the uh, powers that be, either yeah. Lucasfilm or the mouse. That would have been a lot mm-hmm. better. Right? And <laughs> Whatever so, it was, it would have yeah. been better. So I bought a different fan fiction to do. <laughs> well, they, they brought in a different writer, which makes you wonder if, right, the really dark story had these big high points. But, but like, but like the dark story is is where this is shining, right? It's, right. it's the yeah. parts yeah. where, where Obi-Wan is dealing with the, mm-hmm. the, the trauma and all of that. Well, that was kind of where I was going when, when you were talking about, well, we have these really great moments, they just struggle to string them together. It makes you wonder if out of that dark story, they said, well, I like this and I like that and I mm. really like that. Hey, other dude, you want to connect these dots for me? And they're just like, <laughs> and he's like I, how do I do it without killing a bunch of people? Yeah. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, the other thing is too, just talking about writers. So there was a writer for the first four episodes and then they changed writers for the last two episodes mm. and it, mm. it absolutely shows. Yeah. You feel uh, a, a- difference a, a very big difference in tone and quality of the writing i'm not saying because there there were definitely some good moments in the in the first four episodes it's just these the last two episodes are like the tour de force of exactly what everyone kind of wanted from get from like the start of the season yeah mm-hmm. and we you know we got to episode five and we we're like okay where is this going we're like oh this was actually pretty good and 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 part of that is an unfair comparison because you know you get to the end and well that's climax material and that's why we, yeah. yeah so whatever but whatever emotion I think we built. disney yeah. especially struggles with this new streaming format of well i think they did like pretty good in mandalorian season one of like some episodes are 32 minutes long some are mm-hmm. an hour and five with obi-wan i feel like they stuck really rigidly to like a 45 minute mm-hmm. episode thing and i feel like they also, it's the six episode uh, arc that like they probably could have made this a four episode mm-hmm. arc. And some episodes, you know, you watch it and you feel like, well, this this could have been a longer episode. I want to know more about that. I want to explore this. Why, why are you not doing that? And then other episodes felt like too long or sections. Yeah. Of it. Right. Like they and, were drawing it out for time or something. And like you could have even completely gone the other direction and pushed it out to 10 or 12 episodes. And, and, and given and more. Really, really built up a lot of side characters and their story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you have real stakes, right? Because then yeah. Obi-Wan's got his main thing that he's doing, but his actions affect everyone around him. Yeah. And, you know, the the stuff that they're going through, you really, you have no idea how it turns out. And so you're really invested. I have some ideas for how they could have done that, but I'll save that for the spoiler yeah. section because it gets into <laughs> tweets. You, you get into the nitty gritty. You'd be like, well, well, I didn't like it when they did it this way, which is a spoiler. So I would do yeah. it that way. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, yeah. You know, also but a spoiler. My <laughs> wife and I both kind of struggle with the idea of like, would this have been better as a movie with more budget, like more budget at it and compress the story to, you know, two and a half hours. Two, two hours so, would have th- probably that's been kind fine. Of, that's kind of the thing is like, you could either go way, way shorter yeah. than what it was, or you expand it out completely to be like a 10 or 12 episode yeah. series and you then you can really take time to, to develop side characters and do a lot more multiple storylines to really make it to where okay well we know what Obi-Wan's doing but let's see what this guy's doing yeah. and we actually care about this guy yeah. oh no he died and, and I and I think <laughs> that what happened is we we took a movie's worth of content and we spread it out to six episodes without adding in the content just yeah. by the extra yeah. runtime mm-hmm. exactly yeah. but again i think disney is very like with all their marvel shows with the most of the mandalorian stuff they're trying to stick to like the six episode mm-hmm. run this is six, their like six to eight ish yeah. yeah whereas i feel like netflix amazon prime they just kind of do it they however do, like, okay this show needs nine episodes this season and that's it or you know hbo even they'll go like 11 episodes 13 episodes they don't have like as as 
you know, narrow of an or, idea. Or, or like this clean, we need an even 10, yeah. we need a, an eight. We, yeah. we can do 11, we can do 14. Well, and, and that's the kind of the thing with these, with without broadcast in mind, you don't have to sign up for all these contracts of things and everything. So unless yeah. there's something with like the director has, oh, I'm going to direct six episodes. That is my, that's my quota cap, yeah. for, for you to hire me kind of thing. Um, yeah, or, because, or balancing like the actors too. You know, well, they'll this guy will sign up for eight episodes, but she'll only sign up for six. Well, it looks like we're doing six if we want. Yeah, yeah. I don't like spoilers. They're coarse and rough and irritating, and they get everywhere. Hello there. Have you heard of spoilersintendedpodcast.com? It's a great resource for all of our content, and not just the content, but the Patreon and the Discord too. I subscribe to all of them. Now this is podcasting. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed a quick little intermission in case you did not get the good word. It is all spoilers all the time. Starting right now as we are jumping into Spectacle, and I want to let Ryan go first on this one. Ooh, Ooh. leading off. All right. <laughs> no I pressure. gave Spectacle a six. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Which is a little more than I think, I, I, I wrestled with it for a while, because like there were moments where I was like, you know, the the, the first fight with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in the gravel pit, I was mm-hmm. like, what, is, what are we doing here? Why is this the <laughs> scene we chose for this cool fight? <laughs> um, but I I do think, for me at least, a lot of the spectacle came in some of those bigger moments, like the final fight with Anakin and Obi-Wan that was almost more emotional spectacle mm-hmm. is how I would like classify it. So like there's some stuff that they say to each other, you know, in that final fight. And and there there are things that happened that I think pushed it up a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. But there's an execution problem across the show in terms of like the way it was shot, the way it was edited, the way, you know, the the writing stuff that like, it was hard for me not to like let that stuff pull the spectacle down because even when these cool moments, like I was talking about earlier, hit, mm-hmm. it's like it's surrounded by dumb stuff. So <laughs> yeah. you know, like I literally had moments where I had to stop and rewind because I was so preoccupied with something that happened to the scene before of like, what? Why didn't the Star Destroyer just go after the Rebels and Darth Vader and his ship go after Obi Wan? But that, that's, 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 that's plot. plot though. That's what I'm saying. But that, what I'm saying is like. I could not enjoy the spectacle because I'm so in my head going like, why, why didn't this happen? So then when the moment's happening, I, I, I got to rewind and watch this fight again because I'm not paying attention to what's happening. And then when I watched just the fight, like by itself, mm. I was like, this is a really cool fight. I kind of like the choreography. Mm-hmm. Some force powers get out of control there specifically in the end. But that, that to me is like the spectacle of a lot of the scenes was good if you just look at like the pure... I guess the entertainment of those cool that moments. Moment. Yeah. yeah. And and again, the emotional spectacle that happened in some of those things. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I I had it lower and I kind of like tried to help it out a little bit because I felt bad. <laughs> so like, there are some cool mm-hmm. moments. I can very and if if someone watches this series and loves it, I don't begrudge you for that. Like I think there's enough <laughs> in here for like some people to genuinely like it. Yeah. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I gave spectacle a six. All right, Andrew, okay. I know he referenced the gravel pit fight. I think you've got some points along that one. So I'm going to give it to you next. Okay, so um, <laughs> uh, we're going to go um, complete opposite direction here. Uh, I actually gave it a nine. Wow. Uh, we like we took that number and we flipped it over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Like I said, opposite direction. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so 
I loved basically the the general look of the show um, and the like that some there you know there's there's some editing problems and I think that's more on the lines of um it's kind of like Star Wars has always been kind of campy mm-hmm. with with how it edits its things yeah and like the weird trans like the wipe transitions and everything no, like yeah, that we didn't like, really get those no wipe. now there, you mentioned I don't think there, there were the any wipe but I mean, like it, it always has a very like archaic kind of editing style. Yeah. And it doesn't um, I don't think Star Wars really lends itself to to like multiple storytelling mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like it, it doesn't do really good. job. It, it does very good job at like here's a scene. Here's a scene. Here's a scene. And they're all just all interconnected compared yeah. to um, Stranger Things is a good example for this past season. Like they're mm-hmm. they're telling like seven different stories over the course yeah. of an hour. And yeah, all Star of them Wars actually do that. Yeah. All of them actually feel connected mm-hmm. still like and it's yeah. all coherent. So Star Wars, they do a really good job with the way it, I think it looks and especially the fights with the lightsabers with Vader, uh, the basically the three times that, that Vader actually fights. The lighting. Yeah. It's oh, it's great. just uh, absolutely fantastic, yeah. especially um, whenever they're in the gravel pit. The um, like you can definitely tell they have like the science down of how to make all the reflections look on mm-hmm. Vader mm-hmm. whenever like they're clashing the sabers and you see the blue and the red streaks down, you know, down his face and, you know, he's yeah. bearing down on Obi-Wan. Um, and then you have, um, so like I gave, you know, there's a lot of problems in plot for, well, for that's, the gravel that's a different score. Um, sure. But yeah, so um, really the only thing that, that really took it away from me and this was like, it wasn't enough to really knock it too much, but um, a, there's a couple pieces of CGI um, like the uh, the the T forty seven speeders, whenever they're like attacking the Inquisitor mm-hmm. base or Fortress whatever, Inquisitorious. Um, and then <laughs> uh, some of the um, like the rocks, whenever um, uh, Obi wan is like lifting up the the machine gun rocks for mm. uh, for Vader. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that's kind of it. Doesn't look that good, but it mm. wasn't it wasn't enough because like there was the rest of the stuff that did a pretty good job. I think so for it the where where I didn't like. A lot of the execution mm-hmm. was some of the lighting. Yeah. So I think a lot of the lighting in dark areas and at night was great. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff in the daytime, for me at least, made it look cheap because the costumes looked more like a fresh costume that came off of a clothing They, they rack definitely didn't look a, as lived in. This is something that someone has... And I think mm-hmm. the reason it looked like that is because a lot of the lighting was like almost too bright, too good, and it was too well lit to the point that you can it, see that that's that a crispy could, new, you know, outfit he's too, wearing. Yeah, or whatever. that yeah. could be the, um, uh, the pros, the, pro, a problem with the, um, volume, the, the volume the that they use, yeah. uh, which is like basically a, um, a big TV screen that's rounded that, that yeah. they can change on the fly. That's what they, they did on the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, Book yeah. of Boba Fett. Yeah. They, they, okay, I'm going to yeah. pass it off to someone else. Joel? Okay, so I'm going to go right back the other direction and I give it a six. <laughs> oh wow. Nice. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm gonna agree with a lot of the stuff that Ryan was saying. You know, like particularly the final fight was really fun and it was it was the hype moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all the way from the moment that Vader walks into the hangar and just says, Nope, you're coming back, and pulls the freighter out of the sky. First of all, when I got done laughing, I I <laughs> then was like, Oh wow, that's really cool. Um because like it's it's like, you know, the the video game um uh, I've forgotten um, the name of the game, but Star Killer. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yes. Uh, and you know, when he pulls the Star Destroyer out of the sky, mm-hmm. you know, that's that is blatantly OP and not what the force does, right? Yeah. Um but but like I mean Vader's kind of doing that. You gotta, you gotta right? indulge like, a little bit. But, 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 so, 
like the power scaling in Star Wars has gotten, in my opinion, out of hand. It's like Dragon Ball Z at this point, where like <laughs> as soon as they let Ray yank the the ship out in uh, um, Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, "Whoa!" Wait, what did she do? When she force pulls the uh, the ship that Chewbacca is suppo- allegedly on. And, oh, does she do that? And then yeah. and then like God, she's she's, she's kind of like <laughs> really <laughs> struggling with it, and then Kylo interferes, and then she accidentally blows it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's pulling. She's stopping it. Yeah, she's stopping oh. the ship from flying. Yeah. Away. Oh, okay. You see, which is a ridiculous amount of force it would take to stop something from doing yeah, that. Theoretically, which, the ship right. can. Exit. Which, yeah. which, as originally pitched by Yoda, the the magnitude of force is actually an irrelevant thing according right. to the force. But we've never actually seen that applied anywhere. So <laughs> I never thought yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, always more more bigger, more more effort. It's the same with Obi-Wan with all the rocks. Though. Yeah. Like not only did the the CG not look great, but it was like in the entire series, we have never seen Obi-Wan just raise up 1,000 boulders and throw them, you know, like a machine gun all at once. And I was like, that feels like, again, the fan fiction part of it, yeah. where it's like yeah. somebody like, this would be awesome. Wouldn't it be cool yeah. if, and then Disney's like, put money on that. Go ahead yeah. and do it. Not too much money. <laughs> just a little. Just, I want, just I want a, a thousand on black. Just a little money. I like yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, so like those were some some really high moments with, with a little bit, you know, it's kind of wobbly high moments, but they're yeah. high moments. And then, you know, you're paired off with some some really bad like scene blocking with mm-hmm. regards to stormtroopers and the way that they approach a closed blast door and but that that's all plot though like no 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 not really it's it's the way that it's shot yeah because they had a set with nothing in it but a blast door right and so they were just like all right you guys just line up right and then when we actually go into the shooting I want everybody to not use any cover and the first good guy who's not wearing any armor to die is because a stormtrooper shot them from literally one foot away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was, it's, that, that was a little absurd. Like, Oh yeah, you got in there and you shot that scene. Well, it, to the way it was shot, like just speaking specifically of that, like frame blocking and that kind of stuff. The, the problem I had with the, the CG, the way it was shot, the lighting, all of it is just that it was inconsistent. And it was sloppy yeah. across the whole mm-hmm. series. You would have a scene that is well lit. The, the sequence was shot well and it's edited well, followed up by a scene that like does not look lit well. The camera looks like a cheap digital camera. It doesn't look like they're shooting yeah. it on oh, film. There, there like, were one or two shots that were kind of in the dark where I was like, oh my gosh, do I see digital noise oh, yeah. in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, at, at the very front. Well, see now, man, now you guys are making me rethink everything. <laughs> well, well, at the very front, of, and this is maybe a oh, deep cut because I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, this might be a deep cut for somebody that uses After Effects a lot is like in the opening shot where the Jedi kids are doing Tai Chi or whatever they're yeah. doing at the very front. <laughs> Training. It's, it's doing this like zoom out shot. And then when uh, the clone troopers start attacking, they just put like the wiggle effect and after effects on the frame yep. and I'm just watching it go and I'm going like, Oh God, what? Like, I could do that. <laughs> I could, this is very cheap. Like that's nothing. Like y'all couldn't just shake the camera a little bit or do something other than just a literal a little wiggle yeah. expression. And yeah. again, that might be too inside baseball for people that edit <laughs> stuff, but like seeing it in a, an actual show, I was Big like budget. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So we've had some sixes. We've had a nine. And it's up to me to be the voice of reason with a seven. Okay. All right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, right, we got a couple of really cool lightsaber fights. There was 
some really questionable CGI. I don't, Disney has yet to figure out how to make a rock hovering in air look actually like a rock hovering. You know, even in Last Jedi, it looked terrible. Oh, yeah. No, and that was the first time it happened. It was like, wow, these these are terrible. But it's one of those things where they need to reference Douglas Adams and understand the concept of hanging in the air in exactly the way that a rock does not. Yeah. Yeah. And they just can't figure it out. I don't. I don't know what the secret is to that, but it looks bad. And if it looks that bad, stop. Give them something else. Let him throw. Yeah. Just Jackie Chan him. Let him throw some chairs or something. Something <laughs> else. Yeah. Anything else. Uh, going off of that, you know, I, I give them points because we did not just sit on Tatooine. We got to see a bunch of new planets. That we, that is one thing I didn't I didn't yeah, mention we got was to see the new some cool new scenery. Yeah. yeah. You know, and very different. We went from a very, you know, kind of dark cyberpunk city to wide open field, mining areas, you know, the gravel pits. Uh, my, my issue with the gravel pits for the actual scene editing was they had like a wide shot with Obi exiting the screen to the right. Oh, and they had a tight shot with him entering the screen from the right, moving left. And I legit paused the scene. It was like, where yeah. did he go? <laughs> well, and then in that scene, to harp on spectacle a little bit here, is like he like sees Darth Vader and then he's like, all right, I'm going to slowly run away. And he like just kind of plods out. And then in the next scene, when he enters, he runs for like the first three steps and then just starts walking. And I'm like, no, keep going. <laughs> You're keep running. Yeah, I don't. What I, are you doing? I don't think it's a spectacle thing. It's probably more of a plot thing, but I'm going to put it under spectacle because if I have to see one more slow motion space chase, where yeah. we're shooting lasers, <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. A new hope opened with this. And you know what guys, that scene was over in about 10 seconds. The space chase ended with a capture. Stop <laughs> giving me this forever 25 minutes or whatever yeah. or longer. Well, you have to just assume that they've been doing this for hours. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. they're just like, <laughs> and it felt like they almost worked that scene in there just so it could be a slight homage to the opening of a new hope. Yeah, no, no, and it's it, like, but they already did it. Have they to, already yeah. kind of did it with with uh, Last Jedi, and like now it's becoming an homage to Last Jedi, which isn't something that deserves an homage. Like, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, they like, well, they no, it actually was just Last Jedi because yeah. they they took a drop. Then they had the drop and then, ship. Yeah, went, yeah. Went, yeah. Went, no, yeah. it was the, the only moments in spectacle that even got close to being for me as low as like Boba Fett, and it's very slow hover, you know, Gen Z oh, biker yeah. gang chase. <laughs> Is when Leia's running through the woods and oh. one of the people chasing her just bonks their head on a. I was waiting for like a dong. It like, like, like bounces off. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that is a endemic problem in the Star Wars universe is that no adult is competent enough to catch a yeah. small child running at a moderate pace. Well, I, when I, they're in the Blade Runner city and she's running past that little thing and Obi Wan's just kind of like yeah, walking slowly behind her. Yeah. Like, Please uh, don't. And the camera <laughs> again. They don't even speed up the footage or like raise the camera and like when. Uh, um, Reva's doing her like parkour on the roof right yeah, after that. It seems way too slow. It's like, y'all speed it up a little bit. Well, also like, like this is 2022, you know, parkour was all the rage in movies in like 2005, <laughs> right. 2007. Well, so with, with particular to Reva's, um, you know, parkour thing, it kind of felt like the Cowboy Bebop problem to where mm-hmm. like the, it felt more like a stage production. Yes. Yeah. And it so. was... Um, a, a movie, you know, or a TV show to where yeah. it's just so like, they just didn't do anything. They're just like, here's the shot. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a nine from Andrew. That's all <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. See, see, that's the thing is like you guys may, so a lot of the stuff, a lot of the problems that you guys have kind of brought up, I put into plot. 
Oh, that's fair. Be- because that's fair. Yeah. like like yeah. of them like standing around the blast doors and just like funneling themselves in like with no cover and like I, that didn't count that as spectacle because that is I feel that is more of a story thing. Yeah. So like there. My scores reflect, I promise. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to get into the fact that no one in modern Star Wars understands how to shoot a chase scene at all. Shortly, but we're not there yet. But first, we're going to talk about some performance. And I, hopefully, this is a point of maybe a high note. I don't know for some people. Uh, so Ryan had it last. We've been, I'm going to let Joel go. Okay, so this is a high point for me. Okay. Just want to preface it with that because <laughs> I gave it a seven. Oh, <laughs> oh my, oh my. <laughs> uh, so like, as, as we already talked about, Ewan McGregor is amazing and he is the reason that I watched this show, mm-hmm. right? And I even didn't, I Joel, didn't. don't lie. That's not the reason you watched this show. It's because you're right here. Anyways. No, no, no. He's the reason that I watched <laughs> this show. <laughs> Primary. There are secondary reasons. But, uh, you know, even, even, um, the the surrounding actors th- whose characters I I had trouble connecting with, particularly Third Sister, mm-hmm. like her performance, especially in the final episode where she's having her own personal emotional climax, was was really good. I just feel like throughout the whole show, she was given nothing to work with. Yeah, it yeah. Was the that... writing for me on a lot of it was like. If she had anything else to go on, yeah, then it would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like when you finally get something with some emotional depth, like she really shines, but Mm -hmm. at that point it's, it's for a very short period of time and it's just not enough. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, it's a lot of that. It's a, it's a couple of really bright moments in a sea of mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's about a seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up because I also. No, I lied. I gave it an eight. I changed my mind, apparently. (laughs) I thought I was making a a good transition there, and I failed. Uh, I'm just going to add one thing before I pass it off to someone else. One, uh, I lied. Two things. (laughs) It's it's nice. (laughs) Three, sir. Three. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to see uh, Jimmy Smith's back as Bail Organa again. Yeah. I still think he does a great job of being kind of the statesman dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, our uh, small funky package who I questioned if they actually brought in a child actor or if they found someone who's like 30 and she's just really small. <laughs> so I actually just looked it up. She is actually 10 years old. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she, she is. is. Which surprised me because my wife and I both were like, wait, shouldn't Leia be older than six at this point in the storyline? Right? Yeah, she looks like <laughs> she literally six. had to look it up and I was like, oh, she's 10. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah, I, I think she was uh, she was a real delight. Oh or yeah, most. I mean, there are some limitations again because she is still a child. Yeah, she's still a, a kid. A kid. There's, there's just, it's not going to be there sometimes. But I think her chemistry and interactions with uh, McGregor. Oh yeah, were, they, were like really good. The the scene whenever um I think it was maybe at the end of episode four and like she's kind of coming to the realization that um like essentially she got people killed just by by being by existing. yeah by existing essentially mm-hmm. um and the the moment that where they're sitting on the escape shuttle and they're you know they hold each other's hands and they just kind of like just look at each other i'm just like oh man i like that that's you know it's really nice yeah it's well it's not it's, it's not nice but it's, it's, it's great it's, trauma yeah, i love that it's trauma. dark and yeah. it's deep yeah and yeah. we could have had a whole season of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is quite true yeah. All right, who wants it next uh, i'll go I, I also gave it an eight Okay. Uh, I thought that um, you know uh, Leia's actress was was really good for you know for a ten year old kid, and most of the time, like you, 
I feel children actors to be relatively grating unless, you know, like when I was a kid, I liked Anakin as a kid. Um, but, you know, as I grow up, I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> he's, uh, he's pretty tough. That's um, wizard. But Are you an angel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh, but <laughs> I, poor kid. I do yeah. agree with with Reva. Like she just wasn't given anything until like the last like two episodes. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, she she can act like mm-hmm. this is yeah. really nice. And it's unfortunate that she just didn't have enough to go on at the early because she was just a very one dimensional character. Yeah. I feel like episode like basically the middle of episode four. That and again, like some of the dialogue they had her say didn't feel like something someone in the Star Wars universe would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like she delivered it, but it 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 struck me as like what the, out of place. And yeah, it wasn't because of her delivery. It was because like who wrote this? Like that's yeah. not how this <laughs> and like would yeah and like there's a lot of like plot reasons here too, which yeah. we need to go we'll over and to. plot more. But yeah, but she just really didn't have the a well-defined conflict for her to engage with yeah from a performance perspective um now kind of going to some of the better better stuff um hayden christensen honestly did fantastic for unfortunately he only got like what maybe like five minutes of actual screen time and um, and if you divide that by the the square inches of him that you get to see, then that's <laughs> yeah. Um, but but his his the little performance per capita. <laughs> the um his um him and um Ewan, Ewan doing the um the flashback yeah was yeah. really was really yeah. good. Yeah, that was really nice. you you could definitely feel that they were they were in the groove and they still had the chemistry that mm. that you know everyone kind of loved for them and, yeah. and then and this Benji kind of said. this kind of harkens back a little more to spectacle but they did a really good job of having Hayden Christensen in the flashback using the same poses and fighting style mm-hmm. that Vader is yeah. using throughout uh-huh. the series yep also the fact that Vader never wields a lightsaber with more than one hand yep. until the final fight mm-hmm. was yeah. just oh <laughs> yeah, and the um, I actually really like that they didn't de-age him. Yeah, yeah. Um, for for that, I'm I'm glad that they just kept him as as yeah. you know, forty year old Aiden. I can accept it a lot easier than you giving me the uncanny valley. Yeah, like, de-aged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, a couple, of, you know, the side characters like um, uh, Ice Cube's son, <laughs> Roken. Uh, yeah, and then um, uh, Tala, Tala, Tala. Mm-hmm. She she was actually pretty good. She was decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like, and I'm glad that that you really had like essentially four or three episodes with her, so you got to actually get to know her a little bit more, and you actually cared if she died. And, and then, her, you know, and then there happen, were stakes, but. and it was almost like if we'd had a twelve episode, we could have had more of this. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. I gave it an eight. Um, the only thing I would um touch on here is just that like the reason I gave it an eight is Ewan McGregor. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think he as Obi Wan is just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He was always. I feel like the character of Obi-Wan in the prequels is kind of bland, but his performance was always yeah. great. Like, yeah, he, he, perfect he, casting. He took, the, he took the role and he elevated it up to mm-hmm. a spot of yeah. uh, of something being something really interesting. Yeah, and so watching him was great. I, I disagree a little bit on Child Leia just okay. because I feel like her performance, and this is not a knock to her because she's a child actor. <laughs> I feel like it was, and this is, bordering on plot a little bit but i feel like when you when you have a, a child actor you need to utilize them as little as possible mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. because the more you use them the more you run into the chance of having like an anakin from phantom menace moments of like 
Like, now this is there was a racing. couple of lines she delivered that definitely sounded like she was reading a line. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was waiting for her to be like, you know, Michelle from Full House, and be like, Leia Hyde, you got it, dude. And I was like, okay, <laughs> oh gosh, back a little. <laughs> like, it never got quite that bad, but there were moments where I thought, oh man, she's it. it again, it's not really her fault. She's ten years old, but it yeah. like it felt like again the way it was written was like the performance she gave was good, but it it kind of oscillated between her tone of like in some of the more serious moments it was good and in some of the lighter moments it started to feel more like a kids movie mm. yeah and it that, that, that kind of bleeds into plot about tone but like per performance wise <laughs> that's the only thing other than that i think a lot of the side characters were just kind of there like yeah there's the the one guy that dies in the um the um air speeder in the air speeder and I remember when he died, I was Wade. like, what was that guy's name? Wade. And then she goes, Wade. And I go, oh, it was Wade. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the performance of him and that girl, the other rebel guy, people was like, they just fine. There's not enough and space I, I wanna, to give I want to put a pin in that point exactly because I want to okay. come back to it with plot. Okay. Oh, can, okay. Um, can we say how I'm already tired of the the noble sentient robot that is protecting <laughs> his, um, his person? Yeah. Um, to, and then he just dies in the exact same way that K2 died in Rogue I want One. a cold like, robot on. that just does not care because he's a <laughs> robot and he's like, nah, I'm good. And he just like walks out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the score of the score. Yes. Um, Steven, you get to start. Oh boy. Okay. We're, I think we're going to start high here. Oh man. Because my baseline is this is Star Wars. And <laughs> if there is anything you can rely on in Star Wars is the music is going to be pretty good. Oh, you say that. I'm not here to tell you that the placement of it is always proper. You also say that. <laughs> so I gave it an eight. Ooh. Because we start with a baseline, really good theme that we all know, we understand, and you work off of that and you get, at least in the later episodes, some slices of uh, what I guess you would consider classic Star Wars built back in. Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciate. The, the, the only only original trilogy cuts of music that we had were in the last episode, and we got four of them. See, Andrew's here to, to keep track <laughs> of that thing. For the most part, for me, I, I think the biggest thing that didn't really push it was, and it's not even really the score's fault, is that the music would hit, and what was happening on screen was just kind of, you know, okay. Well, like <laughs> you're trying to build the tension and the stakes here with the music and what's on screen, but I already know on screen that there can't be a problem here. So the music just doesn't hit like it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I want to hear some other opinions. I want to open the floor. Who's going? Everyone's, I'm going to take it. There it is. I'm going to take it. This music was also a high point for me. I just want to throw oh, that out no. there. no. I gave it a seven. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Star Wars is reliable, right? Mm-hmm. On the music front. It is. It, you just is it? take you just take what John Williams wrote and you just use that. Yeah, but <laughs> they, they set did. the piano but, on fire. But, but they didn't. <laughs> There is, you know, looking at the original soundtrack on Spotify, there is one track that is attributed to John Williams mm-hmm. out of 31 tracks. And I think it shows. They're, the rest of them taken individually, listened to out of context, are fine. Mm-hmm. They're good pieces of orchestral arrangement. But they are not inspired. They are not themes that stick with you. And so it's a seven. All right. Okay. Ryan. I'll jump on that because I also gave it a seven. Uh, and you guys are all crazy. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, we haven't gotten there yet. My, my issue is the same that like the one John Williams track, love it. Like there's some moments where they work in uh, the force theme, they work in uh, 
Leia's theme they work in, you know, like some, some mm-hmm. of the, the callbacks. And when they did that, I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. But there was a lot of moments where it, it I guess it was like when, when that stuff was happening, it made when they weren't using... It's like a vacuum. A vacuum, yeah. So like there's specifically, I wrote it down. It was in episode three before when they, when they first get past the, the blockade section mm-hmm. and they just get to that little town or whatever, there's this music playing while they're like trying to sneak around and it's, it sounds like temp music. It sounds like <laughs> something you would find on Audio Jungle or Killer Tracks <laughs> or it's something that is just like generic, you know, it's like... <laughs> don't, don't, you know and it's just yeah. it's not it doesn't feel like star it's wars star it wars, feels yeah. like just generic filler music mm-hmm. that's like again if they had more of a budget i feel like they would have come back and had someone score that or they would have done something and it's so weird because when you compare it to even like the mandalorian like they had weird unique music throughout mandalorian mm-hmm. that kind of went for that spaghetti western vibe yeah. mm-hmm. but they committed to it through the whole show you and know? they didn't even do a lot of writing right like they had one main no. theme and then yeah. they remixed it a bunch of times yeah even in boba fett like there was a lot of the theme worked into stuff and, and it had I mean, like there was a lot of light motifs in in boba fett it just wasn't yeah. that good it wasn't yeah it wasn't yeah. that good but in this <laughs> they it was tried like, at least <laughs> yeah they gave it a shot a for b plus for effort maybe <laughs> but like on this it just I, I think that's that's what i was gonna say is in the moments where you you can hear that it wasn't scored mm-hmm. and it's just temp music brought me out of it similarly to spectacle and other stuff of like the the inconsistent approach to every aspect of the show this was just one more thing that like there were moments where i was pulled out of what was happening because the music wasn't great in this one yeah you know yeah so before you jump in here because we've mentioned the word budget we've dropped that word budget a couple of times anyone want to hazard a guess what the estimated budget is per episode per episode um i'll say 13 million i'll say 25 million Man, I'm going to go 16. Well, Ryan cheated. He obviously looked at it. No, I didn't. No. Is it 25? It's 25 million oh, I didn't per oh, no. episode. Yeah. Where I did like, all that money 19 go? 19 million of that is Ewan McGregor? Is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I gave it a six for, uh, for mm. score. Okay. Um, go off, son. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the trailers these days absolutely just kill me. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. one, they're they're pure bait and switches at this point. Yes. And I've I've almost like if we didn't have a podcast, I've almost written off just watching any kind of preview or trailer <laughs> at least like yeah. at least like four times within the past like year. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, I'm so tired of like either the whole movie being spoiled for me yeah. or it literally not being this at all. Yeah. Um and and this was definitely one of those where they used Duel of the Fates, Battle of the Heroes, and um, and Darth Vader's theme, all this kind of stuff in the trailer, mm-hmm. and yeah. not once. I feel exactly the same way about that first big Force Awakens trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like literally, not once yeah. did they show up in the in the show at all. There there may have been a very small motif of Battle of Heroes. When the in the final duel between Vader and Obi Wan, did they not throw Vader's theme in there at that point? They may not have. I don't think they did. They did Um, in when he's sitting in his throne room after the fight. That's right. Okay, I was like, I feel Um, like I heard it somewhere, but I'm trying to remember where they put it in. Okay, so like outside of just that, where like literally all you have to do is you just play any of those tracks while there is lightsabers being clashed, and every single Star Wars fan will cheer and be so excited that that is happening right now. 
and you didn't do it. Yep. I've gotten hype watching YouTube videos of two fat kids fighting with fake lightsabers <laughs> set to duel of the fates. Yeah. Like, oh, it's going on. Well, okay. So after the the fight with Reva Invader in episode four, five, five, five. Um, uh, at the end, like, so someone just took that and then put Battle of Heroes over the tra- over the the video, and I was like, this is. 10 times better than mm-hmm. what this was. And this was already a great scene. It was already a good right. fight, yeah. And all you had to do was just put real music to it yeah. instead of what was essentially temp music. And I love yeah. John Williams' Obi-Wan track. Don't, yes. don't yeah, get that, that wrong. Absolutely. Again, that is why nice this is a six. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, I thought the music in this was absolutely abysmal compared to even, even like Book of Boba Fett had better music than this. Woo, boy. Uh, and like, and it's one of those things where you have two iconic characters that are going mm-hmm. at it multiple times throughout yeah. the show and you could have taken almost literally any single piece of John Williams' other works that he's done for Star Wars and put it in there and made it 20 times better than what it was and yeah. more emotional. And they're already referencing so many other things from other Star yeah. Wars movies. They're saying exact lines out of mm-hmm. other things. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah, go ahead and put the songs in there. Yeah, so... Like, I'd, we're already doing, like, I'm a remix of stuff. as to why they didn't. They couldn't afford yeah. it. They're, they own it. They own it. They can do whatever they want. So, may, it's got to be because they're afraid that if they use it, then people are going to get mad at them for not being original. Maybe. Yeah, but, but they're, they're already trying to be original with the actual fight choreography and stuff going on yeah and give me give me some comfort food on top of it yeah it ah, it was just so frustrating because every time i'm like okay this is the final fight between vader Mm. we better get battle of heroes here like this is this is it between right because like something like a leitmotif is perfectly fine to follow a character through multiple iterations of telling different parts of their story exactly That's kind yeah. of the whole point yeah, of a light motif. That's how it works. I feel like the 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 problem with the music is indicative of every problem this show has is that it needed a singular composer, kind of like Ludwig Göransson from mm-hmm. Mandalorian, of yeah. like, I am going to come up with songs for this entire mm-hmm. show, entire season. Instead, it feels like they just got a bunch of random music and random people to contribute. And I could be wrong. There could have been somebody that scored most of it other than the one John Williams track. But like most of the tracks are attributed to one of two people. Okay. So, but it it felt like it didn't have a singular vision for the music, Mm -hmm. just like it didn't have an even approach to the direction or the writing or, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just one more casualty of like the uneven execution to me. And that may just be come from... Disney being really gun shy about basically any kind of Star Wars thing because of how of uh, and again the star the sequel trilogy were a very good financial success they were not a success for the fans or yeah, the people they're, that they're actually very divisive yeah and and they are probably Disney at this point is probably so scared that they're going to have another one of those mm-hmm. where they're going to alienate their their thing they're playing it too safe and they're just making the most generic kind of non-risk-taking um, pieces of media that exist. And I want to put a pin in that because I want to come back to it in plot. Well, we can, <laughs> so go, right to the, we can go right to the plot. Let's <laughs> go off in plot. Let's <laughs> go, yeah. The plot is going to be violent, I think. <laughs> and I'm really not sure who needs to kick this off. I'll go. Andrew's fired up. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already talking. He's, I got, get the, he's go. got the bit in his teeth. Let's Do go. It. I gave it a three. Um, okay, so yeah. um, I've said it before on this cast. I will say it again, and I will definitely say it again after this. Um, is I hate teleporting characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is not hard to write someone to not just randomly appear in front of someone else. No, 
when yeah. you when like there are so many different avenues to make this happen. And again, they had time. You're on a streaming service. Add one more scene. Yeah. Make the episode 47 minutes long. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, take the time to make it work logically. Yeah. Um, well, pe- people can't download that extra 600 kilobytes. We got to think much. of the torrenters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So, like, teleporting characters is, is one thing. Yeah. Um, during the gravel scene, whenever Vader is lumbering towards <laughs> Obi-Wan, oh, who, is, who is slowly walking and, lo- and, and just kind of slidling away through this gravel pit that is blocked terribly. Yeah. Um, but it it's one, you have no idea where Obi-Wan actually is in any of this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then like Vader just kind of pops up behind him where, okay, so I guess he's Obi-Wan, so fast. <laughs> he's very fast and, and he sneaky. also and sneaky. can sneak without, you know, he just holds his breath whenever he's trying to be sneaky. <laughs> he just turns it off for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got the 90 seconds to find him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then he turns it on like the second that his, his saber ignites. Yeah, you know. Okay, so we have that to where, but the, the biggest, like, I, I laughed out loud when, when this happened in episode three. So, like, you know, you have this truly emotional and, and really, like, terrifying moment for Obi-Wan where he, you know, he has been captured essentially by Vader and he is being dragged literally across the coals mm-hmm. of this fire yeah. to to replicate what um, you know, Anakin feels that Obi-Wan did to him. Oh yeah, and, and I loved and I loved the the turn here because like you think, oh no, he's trying to kill him. And then you're like, oh no, oh no, he hates him way more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To suffer. Yeah, yeah like yeah. this this is pure suffering yeah. for Obi-Wan at this point. And you know, this is clearly Obi-Wan's lowest point. Because, you know, he's now found out that Vader's alive and uh, or Anakin's alive. Yeah. And now he has been defeated by him because, you know, he's clearly you know not on his best. Um, yeah. And and this is happening. And then uh, magically, there's another entrance to the tunnel that that Tala was in. Mm-hmm. So I know then, those tunnels are some special the magic things. tunnel is the ma- <laughs> a big sticking point for me. Um, so so you have this and then she like blows up the thing and increases the the size of the fire and Obi-Wan is on one side, Vader's on the other one, who is more than capable of using the force well, to now, just stop him from like moving. It's not like he just force pulled him through the fire. He can't do that it's also not. Time. It's also not like he just used the force to put out part of the fire the first yeah. time. Also, he'd it's, have to walk upwards of 30 foot to get around this I, fire. It's, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. If he well, turns off his life support system again, he doesn't have 90 it, seconds to get It was to get so around. difficult <laughs> that even the stormtroopers who have ranged weapons couldn't even shoot the droid that was like lumbering over fire, to fire deflects blaster bolts. And it, <laughs> it's like it's fact one of those Wars things universe. where like, I assume what they're trying to get across is that Vader is toying with him and he wants him to escape because he knows Obi-Wan's not at his full strength yet. And this isn't how I want the showdown to go, but they communicated none of that. Yeah. And all they needed to do was just have like one line of yeah, like if a he just trooper be let like, him go. you know, yeah. Like, let him, or, I'm not or, done with him yet. Or yeah, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. not done Anything with him yet. Anything is fine. And yeah. again, with the, with the tunnels, the magic tunnels, all you have to do is when she rolls out those blueprints, instead of showing a straight line and being like, <laughs> just go down the tunnel, she could be like, you need to follow me because these tunnels are, there, there's so many shortcuts and weird paths in these tunnels. That way it explains how Reva's able to just like, yeah. I thought my wife looked at me. Did she run past Leia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kill the dude in the hangar and then wait for her. Yeah, because there's that moment where 
you know Reva has found the safe house and is coming up the tunnel. Yeah. And then the the officer turncoat lady is like, Tala. okay, you, you go ahead. I've got to go back. At that moment, I'm like, oh, this is where she dies. Yeah. She's going she's to gonna sacrifice herself to slow Reva down just enough so that Leia can get away. No, they passed in the like, hallway. What? Which <laughs> way <What? laughs> <laughs> are you going? You're no, chasing the kid. No. She's down there. I'm going to go this way with Obi-Wan. Reva yeah. did like the creepy Spider-Man thing where she like stuck to the roof and scuttled past. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so so then the then the question comes in. Okay, so let's say that we're just this is just going on a rant here. Go for but, it. But uh, this okay, let's say that these tunnels have multiple passageways, right? Yeah. And Tala does this all the time. She is she is a an underground runner for Jedi and escaping people from the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. That's what she does. Why would you not just take the fastest route with Leia in the first place? In yeah, the, first, in the place. first place, yeah. Well, you have to assume that they got like halfway through, and then she's like, "Leia, go that way," and then Leia has no clue where she's yeah. going. So, <gasps> so, so at that point, you've got further shortcuts they haven't made it to that she doesn't take. Like that's the only way it makes. That, sense. That's the that's the only way it makes sense. Okay, so we're gonna move away from episode <laughs> three. I'm I am not yeah. done yet. <laughs> okay, so so now we're gonna go into. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna let you have this one, Stephen. I was going to go to episode four with um, oh, Inquisitorious. buddy, let's go to some <laughs> Fortress Inquisitorious. So anyone, anyone want a hazard? Was I higher or lower than Andrew? You were at least the same, higher, if not if lower. Not the same. No, I gave it a two. Yeah. Oh, wow. no, you know what? It earned this because <laughs> episode four, I just, I just want to say we start an episode and Obi is recovering from his encounter, right? He's had the healing, but he still needs the mental healing and he's, he, kind of fatigue still doesn't have his force powers right so mm. so we know this he's kind of the weak link so our plan is obi-wan you need to swim an indeterminate amount of water a distance through the water to go into the underwater entrance into the fortress that's important enough for us to have a stormtrooper outside guarding but not important enough for us to put a grate over <laughs> ignoring the concept of who is it do they have do they hire like Gungans or whatever, Gungans, right? Gungans, yeah. Gungans swim. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Do they, do they hire them? Do they? Ha- we don't know. And then they like to go fishing. They do, apparently, yeah. <laughs> they, the one, they, it's like ice fishing. They yeah, have, they have the yeah. guarded fishing hole. Yeah, the the yeah. inquisitors all stand around with their lightsabers and they stab down. Oh, I got away again. <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> so, so then we have you know the the cool heist esque moment of you you know. Solid snake, you sneak up behind the stormtrooper. You know that was a really cool scene. I right? I did like yeah, that. I'll, I'll let that slide. And and Obi Wan throws the body in the pool in the armor and and it's just like I'm still a Jedi I'm just gonna walk through this fortress no big deal yeah I was like and, is he gonna take the armor yeah oh, right no, oh perfect not. like okay. we're we're gonna recreate we're a new hope a yeah. riff on a new hope must right? not have been his size <laughs> yeah well he's also not damp he just swam for hour long I guess Jedi robes repel water again he, like, brand forced, new off the wardrobe off. rack here put this on yeah 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 just issues there yeah uh still in episode four okay we have. This fortress, right? It's a big, imposing, intimidating place. And we see it, right? There's a bunch of shuttles in the bay. There's racks of TIE fighters on the roof, mm-hmm. right? This is it's this place big. is big and it is ready to go. Like, yeah. you don't just have these TIE fighters on these ready racks. I actually looked at them and thought, do they make the pilots just sit in there all day? Like, this is your duty station. <laughs> You're like just waiting for an emergency so we can instant launch. Or is there a way to climb down? Well, clearly well, that I didn't would, happen. It didn't matter because they don't have an early warning system <laughs> because two T-47 airspeeders yeah. made to haul sewage just zipped right on in, right up on them, shot up the landing field, and there's just, there's not, like, like Krennic is up in the top going, are we blind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> do we not, do we not have a sensor scan? Do we not, just not know that this is going to happen? You know, two low 
uh, low flying, fast moving. They, they went. They went under the radar. They were not under the radar. <laughs> no such thing as that. Quick question: uh-huh. These speeders. Yeah. It's the same ones from Empire Strikes Back, yes. correct? Uh, well, they no different okay. configuration, different same configuration, yes. same. Yeah, very. In my head, speeder. they were the same, and the back seat holds one person, and four people crawled into one. And no. I had this picture of them just like up against the glass, <laughs> because, like, sitting well, it's, on it's each because, other. Oh, like they started to split up, and I was like, "No, no, no, everyone in this one. Why? Just don't worry about it. Just get in this one." <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you, um, uh, so if you actually go back to that scene, whenever it does land and they do get in it, you can you can see basically two hatches open. Yeah, there's a bunch of doors. Um, it's so, like a luxury. Model. Yeah, well, so, yeah, this that. is basically just the sedan instead of the coupe. The sedan, the hatchback version. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. When, when the rebels went out to fight on uh, on Hoff, they had the the uh, uh, GTI version. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, episode four is just, I mean, there's so many other issues here. You know, we have the whole like, oh, no, Obi's holding the water back. What if he can't do it? Will he die? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Moment. And then, of course, we flood the hallway and all the stormtroopers immediately drown. <laughs> yeah, we we cut from that, and they are just floating. Down. And I guess well, you got bashed into the wall by the well. Water, I mean, but, but, but even I mean, yeah. like stormtroopers always die instantly, regardless of I mean, if they get hit by a stick or a rock yeah, or a laser ball. Well, like, the one guy who fell onto the laser fence and got cut in half, he gets a pass. He can die instantly. Oh, no, he's totally allowed to die. <laughs> he totally gets to die yeah. instantly there. <laughs> Except you know, you, I mean, if he was if he was Darth Maul, he would not have. Just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> Rage would have kept Darth him going. Darth Maul was angry. That dude wasn't angry yet. He was just yeah. surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Before I, I just start digging into other episodes, who wants it? I, I want it. And, right. and I'm going to I'm gonna stick on episode four for a minute. Okay. <laughs> because I want to talk about Wade. Give us a score first. Wade. <laughs> okay. I was very kind uh-huh. because I absolutely loved some of the character arc work and I gave it a five. Okay. Uh, That's acceptable. You're it, so brave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but okay. So Wade, the problem with Wade. Every okay. Like every time you story say this, title, we have a friend whose name is Wade who actually complains like, "Oh, it's the first time a Star Wars character is named after me." He immediately Aww. died. I have a I have a brother whose name is Wade. It's Even okay. better. So the issue here is blind saves out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Yep, with no indication. You have the heroes that are. You know, coming out onto the 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 hangar platform, every there's pandemonium, and their only hope is maybe there's enough chaos that we can get through before they notice us, and we have enough time to do something. Right, right. Like that part's fine, and then everything goes south, and then they have no hope, and everything's terrible, and and out of nowhere, blaster bolts come in from the sky, and they're saved. Mm-hmm. Right, whereas. Since we already know that Leia and Obi Wan obviously make it out, there's there's no tension here. There's no nothing, mm. right? Or, so, or if they don't make it out, they're not actually under any real threat, right? And so, what you can do in situations like this, instead of having a blind save from off screen, is you can telegraph help is coming. Mm. This is the person that's coming to t- to save you. Give the audience the entire plan. Yeah. And then make the tension about, well, are they going to get there in time? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to do enough when they get there? Mm-hmm. What is the cost of success going to be? And ultimately, in this situation, the tension had to come from what is the cost to the to the secondary characters? Because we already know that the primary characters are fine. Yeah. And then Wade gets hit by a box and explodes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, it was an exploding know, ex- box that had a bunch of dynamite in it. We'll, we'll assume. <laughs> ex- execution aside, 
that's the type of thing that you want to go for right. here. And it's just over and over and over and all. I mean, you know, this is absolutely not the only show that's guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the entire Hobbit trilogy is just a sequence oh. of, of oh, blind you would, you saves. Wait, that's right. No, no, no. There's a Hobbit trilogy? Yeah, you There's invoked a, a bad name. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. I recant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that is the problem with mm-hmm. Wade. It is, it is an endemic problem of lazy writing. Yes. So... Moving on to more lazy writing, I have one more salient point to okay. make, and that is that the entire show, in its best moments, is purely derivative. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that again, the Disney has learned the wrong lessons from <laughs> the sequel trilogy, and they're like, "Oh, these people don't want anything new. We just do old stuff now, right?" No, go away. That is, but, but they were doing old stuff in the sequel trilogy is the thing. But that's, but that's the lessons they have learned because yeah. we just get rehashes of old, comfortable, tired material. Yeah. So in this specifically, starting with episode four with the Fortress Inquisitorius, the entire sequence is a rehash and, and a retelling of, like, of an entire game level from um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you do, even down to... The, the flooding glass the hallway water, scene. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, the whole time yeah. I, was, yes. I was watching, yeah. I was like, I've played this level. People, people <laughs> complained that it felt like a video game level because it was a video game level. It, the, I did like the way that the, the Imperial base looked, like, inside. Like, oh, yeah, like, it's yeah. good. It's great design. Yeah, it, yeah. The, like, the set design was really good. And, like, like, once you introduce a new kind of category of villain in the Inquisitors, like, mm-hmm. you got to give them a base. you got to make them cool. And, Her, like, they've yeah. done a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reva's, um, sorry. Uh, Reva's force powers were very inconsistent. I, Everything, you, yeah, you can take like Reva out of that. All force powers are very inconsistent. <laughs> well, yeah. okay, but okay, like I like there are disbelief dollars that can happen here, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. they spent them fast. And I, I can accept that Vader and Obi Wan are very strong in the force, and mm-hmm. maybe you know, like we haven't seen you know people lift up rocks and throw them like machine guns, right? Sure. We haven't seen that. This is the first time we've seen that. It's still not without out of the realm of possibility that Obi-Wan would they, be able to do that. They have telekinesis. This is a thing that you could do with telekinesis if it's strong enough and blah, blah, blah. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same sure. thing with, with Vader stopping the transport and everything. Like, like those are acceptable. But then there's just some things that, like, like that the other people did that just kind of, I was like, what are you doing? Like with the like mind, with like with the mind reading that oh. she does with one person one time and then never uses again. Yeah, super speed. Like, well, and if you have, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just gonna say that one of the notes I have is like things just happen for a reason, and like there's some people that just have information that like and like her, she uses the Kylo Ren style, like I'm gonna pull information out of you once. And then doesn't other times, and then just like sniffs things out other times. Like, like when you have, like when you have that power, you yeah. would just use it all the time, at, all the well, time. Especially if you don't have oversight and nobody telling there's, you there's no. no consequence of it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but back to other derivative stuff because I have one more really big one that that's yeah. that's a problem because it happens in the climax, right? With you know, you have the final fight between Obi Wan and Vader. And you have this really powerful moment after Obi-Wan's landed a big hit and he's cracked open Vader's helmet and you get to see, you know, Hayden Christensen's, um, I can't pronounce the name, um, <laughs> you know, heavily scar made up half mm-hmm. of his face. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's the really, really great sound design moment of kind of shifting back oh, and forth yeah, yeah. between that was his really well voice done. and James Earl Jones' voice and kind of a robot in between. Yeah. Um, really, really great. That entire scene is a ripoff of an episode of Rebels. Yep. 
Yeah, oh, with, yeah, yeah. Ahsoka with Ahsoka. Fight. Yeah, I haven't Ahsoka seen fight. it, but I've, which, I've which seen is is pretty much like the the pinnacle of Rebels. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I did like in that scene where they're they're shifting between the red light and the blue light on his face mm-hmm. because of the sabers, mm-hmm. and depending on what he's saying, you know, like I thought that was good. And and even too like the lines in there were fantastic. Like yeah. I loved early in the fight where he's like. Like, uh, you, you found your strength, but the weakness remains. It's like, it was such yeah. a, such a poetic condemnation yeah. mm-hmm. of, of like how dismissive he is of Obi-Wan and, and his clinging to the Jedi ways. Yeah. Ryan. All right. Uh, I gave the plot a four. I was generous. I had it down as a three. <laughs> and then again, after talking to my brother and he just kind of hearing like an outside mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I bumped it up to a four because of the, I would say, the emotional moments, the emotional plot. Yeah. Like the, the character plot mm-hmm. between, you know, uh, Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, you know, and that stuff. Yeah. But as far as like moments that happen in plot holes, I'm just going to rapid fire some and you stop me if, if <laughs> I get to one you want to talk about. Okay. Um, the, the, in, in the last episode, again, they, they make that binary choice of like, well, first off, they're, they're in this ship trying to escape and, you know, Darth Vader and everybody's like, don't send any TIE fighters out after him. Just keep shooting. <laughs> Too logical. And the guy's like, what about the tractor beam? Hush, who said that? We're, we're not using Demote the tractor him. beam. Just keep going. Let's give them 20 minutes to two hours to think about what they got to do. And then Obi-Wan's like, he'll come after me. And he's like, I sound like a beetle there, not Obi-Wan. But he like jumps into his spacecraft and they make it out like they have to go after him. But the whole time I'm going like, why? Just Vader can get in a TIE fighter or his ship. There's no way he doesn't have. Chase after. That has to be the Devastator. So there's no way he doesn't have his TIE X-1 there. Right. And all that scene would have taken to explain away, again, those little weird inconsistencies is one dude turning around and being like, you know, the hangar bay doors are jammed. And then Vader, the maybe uh, the Grand Inquisitor says, increase firepower. And Vader goes, no. I want Obi-Wan alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, just keep firing along their bow or just a quick line anything. just to explain that what he doesn't want them to actually destroy, you know, this. And then again, he should have gone after Obi-Wan and then they could have gone after that and they could have fixed the hyperdrive and made it away, blah, 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 blah. Um, well, on, on that plot hole, yeah. right, we have the whole confrontation, the epic duel down on the, <laughs> on the planet. And I tell it's you, it's never named. Like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of planets in the show that aren't that's, named. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah, totally yeah, fine. I think, yeah, it, it's great that it's a, a not named, it, not it is sure a, what planet it, is. It's and a we, pumice planet, and we can fine. all breathe on it. <laughs> but it's a real good thing that even though that you know the de- presumably the Devastator, the the Star Destroyer, committed to this chase, we launched the Lambda shuttle, and then Obi Wan wins the confrontation and jumps in his ship and flies right back up. And it's a real good thing the Star Destroyer just left, right. Just, what? What? They, they see Obi-Wan and they're like, huh, that's weird. I thought Vader went down to kill him. Oh, yeah, what? Well, wonder, wonder why Vader <laughs> wanted to fly back up in that ship. That's kind of, is it like a trophy or, oh, he's, oh, he's leaving. Oh, he's gone. Well, and during the fight. you know where Vader is? Like, <laughs> during the fight, you have these two guys who their whole thing is like, I'm going to kill the other dude. And neither one of them confirmed the kill. Like, Mm-hmm. Multiple times, you know. Oh like, yeah, they I mean, just this walk happens, away. This happens like, in every, yeah, like then, always, every Star Wars. And Obi Wan specifically walks away from it, right? Like yeah. he's he's got Vader on his knees, wheezing, and he's like, "Well, yeah. even though good I enough. just said before this whole thing, either he dies or I die, I'm good. I'm well, done. I've got my closure. The well, galaxy does not need to be rid of this evil. 
we're good. I'm going to go save Luke, even though I have no idea that there's a problem yet. (laughs) He says, you know, like you didn't, you know, kill Anakin. I did or whatever. Uh And Obi-Wan's like, oh, so I'm good. All this guilt that I felt only since episode two when I realized you weren't dead. I'm good. I'm not going to wrestle with that at all. I'm out. And he says to Reva at the end, he's like, we're both free now. And it's like, but you left. He's still out there killing people for the next nine years. And <laughs> <Yeah. three. laughs> you know, like, so you're just, you're good now. Like you're just going to go retire into the mountains and talk to Qui-Gon Which, every like, now and then? You can sort of fix that if you get him with the premonition of like, he experiences some of Luke's pain from yep. across the galaxy. Right. And he's like, right. I have no time left. I've got to or, go. Or the, the it makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. It makes more sense for him to abandon the fight with Vader and not finish it when he realizes that mm. Luke's in trouble. Yeah, and yeah. I got to do well, that out of here. Instead of just like, I'm, Guess I'm through here. We all want this, but I'm going to take it. Yeah. You have to have a third party intervention in that fight to yeah. justify not just ending Vader. Yeah. Whether it's the Star Destroyer takes an active part, uh, you know, the Stormtrooper squad that landed behind him shows up, a, an alien creature that they have now made angry because they're throwing rocks everywhere, whatever. Pick a <laughs> pick it. There's a million cards here. It you should have play. been it should have been the um the thing that they were that they were writing in episode 2 in the arena. It came back. And, oh, the little scrabbly thing? Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it got a taste of oh. human flesh so many years ago. <laughs> that weird thing that Obi-Wan's riding in the first episode that he's feeding fish to just shows up on that planet. And just, <laughs> just no reason. Jumps yeah, on we, it we right just away. accept it. It's just uh, well, like, even Reva, she could have showed up to get more revenge against Vader with her stomach wound. Well, no. she <laughs> was. I mean, she was just, you know, <laughs> teleport, te- teleporting over to Tatooine. Oh, man. And stomach wounds, right? Like, oh, oh, yeah. They give her the one stomach wound, exactly the same wound that the Inquisitor had. And then they say, you know, wanting revenge is a great way to survive, as if they're talking about the Inquisitor and not her right yeah. there in that moment. Yeah. And then they just walk away. My theory on her stomach wound the second time is it's the same place she was hit as a young one. There's, there. so there's just nothing it's just there. Yeah, it's just right in and out, clean, no problem at all. I Minor mean, inconvenience. they hinted at it just because they, they showed the same, like Anakin doing the same move. Yeah, same angle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The, Go ahead. No. Uh, the non-consequence of stomach wounds. It just makes Qui-Gon look worse and worse. <laughs> he took one and died. Reva took two. She's still fine. Maul got cut in half and he was fine. And he's just mad about it. That's all there was to it. <laughs> and it, plot, again, complaining about specific scenes. Can we talk about how, you know, Bail Organa is just like, let me just send this message across the galaxy oh, that gosh. like totally blows up our whole secret plan here. But then also when she finds it, takes like context from like two or three words and it's like yes luke's anakin's kid i guess i better zoom over there and get him because at no point does, does he say vader's child anakin's yeah. child mm. he just says she just knows tatooine owen child it could have been obi-wan's kid for all she does and she's like i gotta get vengeance teleport <laughs> and she's there you know well so the the fun part about that is okay so like they kidnapped leia right yeah. To, to drag Obi-Wan mm-hmm. out of hiding, correct? Correct. Like, this, yeah. is, this yeah. is what happens. That's, that's Ostensibly totally true. That's yeah. totally the plan. Yeah. Okay, so why don't they just kidnap her again? Because they know where she's at. Exactly. And just drag him back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing nothing really happened like, in this series to prevent that plan from working again. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, like, Vader, like... Vader still, like, you know, wants to catch Obi-Wan after he's been essentially defeated by him a second time. Yeah. And there's nothing that would, I mean, he's still a very mad Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that would stop him from just, like, going and 
taking Leia again. I mean, he would do something as drastic as blowing up all of Alderaan to get at Obi-Wan a second time. No. Yeah, <laughs> but like it took him nine years to do that. <laughs> well, they had to build it first. <laughs> they had to really think about how to do it. Could, could become a project manager. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sad that Leia was on board when he did it. Yeah, okay, so... Um, like, oh, no, we're not done with plot. Uh, no, 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 no. Continue. Okay. So speaking of of an homage or a riff on a too recent Star Wars movie, we got Chewie in the second transport again. Where Vader grabs yeah. the transport out of the air, pulls it down, rips it apart. Like, man, he's mad, and they are all to oh, there's a second transport. It yeah. that one it's, I give a pass. It, it definitely was because, there. Because oh, no, no, it, it was, was there. You see a second transport in uh Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It's there. You only see it for a second, but it's there. Same well, problem. Well, no, I mean, no, no, no. Continue. Anyway, that one I give a pass because (laughs) because they're trying to play into the mind games that Obi Wan and Vader are playing with each other because they know each other so well. Yeah, yeah. So like that that actually did feel a little earned. Yeah. Um. It was. It felt a little bit more abrupt because you didn't see them like starting up their engines or anything or or any discussion of this plan. There's there's also the the feeling each other's presence turns on and off real fast with no explanation. So it's when you need it. Yeah, it's it's like (laughs) oh yeah, that thing's flying off. I don't feel Obi Wan on it, but he's got to be there. And then there's the the well, I just threw a whole bunch of pumice rocks down on his head. I don't feel the fact that he's actively using the force to hold them up. Pretty sure I don't detect that force power at all. (laughs) That's the only one I don't detect. (laughs) Who would ever rocks off my head power? (laughs) Who would dare use such a forbidden technique? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we're, I'm actually going to dial it back to the first episode where they're um, they're you know the Inquisitors are on Tatooine and they're mm-hmm. hunting um, the, uh, the other Jedi. The, the other Jedi. Yeah. That <laughs> like they you know they're interrogating like the 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 room right. Mm-hmm. That's actually a great scene where he's talking about how do we catch them? Oh, no, because no. their natural instinct is instinct to help brings them to the fore for us to get yeah. like that's a great that's yeah. a great introduction to a yeah. villain and and that was great and then like he just kind of like drops this little like very thin the, ramshackle the awning, awning on, on top yeah. of not even on top of anyone just in between them they're like oh, i guess i guess they can and, go and ultimately that scene hits really hard if you just headcanon it a little bit to where he's actually talking about reva right oh mm. yeah Mm. You've got to headcanon it a little bit because yeah. they didn't actually do anything with it. They, they I feel like that's a lot of this show. But they, but they could headcanon sections of it to make it's it like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you touched on episode one. Yeah. So, so we've we've been dinging them for just kind of like, hey, that doesn't really make sense. Or how did you get here? How did you get there? We haven't really touched on the idea of did they potentially disrupt any canon? Right. I feel like they severely bent, if not broke, some of the canon with. They're, what, what, the what, amount of adventures that Obi-Wan and Leia go on and then for her to send him a message and be like, hey, I used to work with my dad in the Clone Wars and stuff. Well, so. But she learned she learned from her father's mistake of you don't give all <laughs> the information. Yeah, 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 I see that. yeah, like that's kind of the thing is like that doesn't really bother me just because there are a lot of different ways that you could interpret that message from the lines of like clearly like Obi-Wan knows who I am. Yeah. I know who Obi-Wan is and we need to make this as um as basically non-committal as possible. Well, well in a in a manner of if someone else picked this up, they wouldn't be like I'm not going near that Jedi. Yeah. They would might actually deliver it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my my thing here, right? And this is also I'm going to go back cuz Andrew dropped the words bait and switch earlier mm-hmm. on the music. And this is also part of what uh, it was a we'll call it a bait and switch burger. I don't hate the fact that it happened, but it was 
So we have Obi drop this line to Owen early in episode one, where, well, when he comes of age, he has to be trained, right? Mm. And that's a great line in a trailer, a teaser, because then you think, oh, I know what the story's going to be. I know how this, how this is going to yeah. go. Yeah. And obviously they, it didn't. It was late. And it was actually, you know, it was fine. It was a fine idea and concept for the story. The problem is you drop that line because it reads great in a trailer. But we find out it's been 10 years. Luke's 10 years old. Anakin was nine and was told by Yoda, you're too, too old, old to train. <laughs> yeah. Youngling started at like five or six. If, if, bleh, if Obi actually believes this, he should have been training him for five years. Four years, easy. Yeah. And it just, like, this is the culture he was, this is what he knows, this is what he was raised, and this is how he believes. So if he actually wants to spout that line off at, at Owen, then there's something very wrong there, right? And it, it's one of those things that it, it's not like, oh, no, this ruined Star Wars for me. But it starts to add up, right? You just keep well, getting this bit. Well, and you, you bookend it with at the end when he looks at Luke and is like, you know, he doesn't need to be trained. You and Brew are all he needs. And it's like, well, that'd be true if, they had defeated Reva, but they didn't. You got lucky. Yeah. You just got lucky. <laughs> you got with lucky. Reva. Like yeah. th- that would if it that would have been almost a cool scene if Obi Wan doesn't make it back in time, but it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you know they were able to handle the it. farmers. And he's like, together. oh, y'all got it. You hit well, guns where? Bro? Oh, so yeah. I, I, I love <laughs> the uh, I love the um. So they have essentially the full drop on her because like okay, so Owen. Let's loose the bolt before she like she even turns around. And he just a proper way to do it. And he just misses. Just misses. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like I was like, come on, a stormtrooper. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've That's I've weird. had uh, I've had D and D sessions that played out a lot like that. <laughs> <laughs> like we got the drop on this guy. Ooh, roll the one. That's great. <laughs> I mean, like, and that, <laughs> that, nerve that, got to it. That <laughs> absolutely does happen, and I and I sure. can completely get that. But it's it's kind of one of those things where I would have felt better if she would have already knew that that was going to happen. She blocked it with her saber. Where he had yeah. the true aim, it just didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same thing as her going after Vader and he stops it, mm-hmm. right? It would just be her playing off the same moment of she's looking the other way and it's just the cool casual swat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then then it's you don't have a chance because clearly like they didn't. And it's it's also plays better with her leaving them alive too, right? Because if it's more of an equal fight. Yeah. Uh, with the two of them uh-huh. versus the one of her, then she's re- the options that she has to win reduce drastically and she has to resort to lethal force. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas obviously she can't harm these people overly much because they die later. That's so how we got his limp, legs, though. What about legs? They don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so she she takes care of them or deals with them using entirely non lethal methods the entire time she is bent on getting past them to commit murder. So. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see where, I mean, we, why is we, there restraint? <laughs> we hid in yeah. this order for so long to get revenge, which is her murder. Yeah. And we've witnessed and been part of a bunch of other murders. But this point, this moment of, I need to get to this kid to commit murder, but I don't, I can't murder the people shooting me. That's, that's just a bridge too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's move on to entertainment. All right. Can Ryan I say a couple in. more things about plot? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, we can save this for after entertainment. I'm good either it's way. All, no, no, no. It can be, it can be kind of part. So I have an, I, some ideas of how they could have, basically this isn't the plot that happened. It's, I feel like these are some minor tweaks they could have done to the story that would have made it way more stakes, would have made it way more entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have issues with Leia being so involved in all this because mm-hmm. I am kind of of the same mind of like Patton Oswalt when he talks about the prequels of like, I don't need to see how the sausage is made to yeah. enjoy the sausage. I don't need to see Boba Fett as a kid. 
I like Boba Fett as an adult until I saw his series. <laughs> but like, with, with, with Leia, I thought what would have been very cool is if they kidnap Leia and that gets, you know, Obi-Wan out of hiding. Mm-hmm. When he rescues the girl, it's not Leia. It's the body double that she used in the opening scene where she was like, mm-hmm. you know, she had didn't like want to go to the function. Yeah. 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 And now he's got this kid that we don't know the fate of who is being hunted by the Inquisitors and, he, and him. He's a Jedi. He has compassion. And he is trying to get him, a rusty old man, and her <laughs> out of trouble. And each episode, we don't know if she's going to live or die. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, add, yeah. Because the, the danger two is actually like, real. Mm. It's not Leia. If it's Leia, we know she doesn't, you know. She can't or die. She can't die, right? Yeah. And then the, the other thing was like, I, I wish they would have incorporated Qui-Gon a lot earlier. Yes. To have more of that exposition between... Obi-Wan having someone to talk to, to talk through the inner turmoil that the, he's the having, trauma. you know, to like yeah. really expand on that part of it. So I would have much rather had more backstory with Reva because I think her, like the general idea behind her character is very cool. It is. This is a it is. youngling that survived and is, has a plan to like get revenge on and Vader. That's, and you that's, know? that's a new and fresh idea too. Cause right. like we've seen the survived mm-hmm. younglings that just went into hiding or tried to get away. Right. Like yeah. this is, but this she, is a total twist on that. Total yeah. twist. So and, like, and we don't know, like she's, she's a new character, right? Unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have an idea of if, if they can attach emotional stakes to her, we don't know if she lives or mm-hmm. dies. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the, Go ahead. Uh, also, I, I was just going to say the re- like it, it bothers me that um, basically all of the because we live in the age now to where every basically it seems like every single character can possibly get their own spinoff show because okay. that's kind of what they do with Marvel where they introduce like a new hero every single yeah. um, post credit scene or whatever. And they didn't kill Reva because they're like, well, this is actually pretty popular and people like her, then we can make our own show. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that's my overall plot problems with the show is its core concept. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think they should, it felt like they never committed that this is one season, this is a mini series, mm-hmm. and this is it. It felt like halfway through they were kind of like well maybe we should leave it open i don't know what if ewan doesn't want to come back well we'll write it kind of where things close off yeah but leave it a little open because to me like if they get a season two i don't want obi-wan and vader to be interacting like again my my head can and the way i would have changed my fan fiction if disney would have bought it (laughs) vader and obi-wan never fight is the way i would have had it i would have had obi-wan always be a step ahead of vader and vader always chasing and that's causing more frustration on vader's Mm -hmm. side and you get maybe more scenes with vader and and palpatine talking or something where you you see anakin working through you know the stuff you see obi-wan talking to qui-gon jinn and then by the end of it, you're teed up better for A New Hope. You've had Reva. You've explored her storyline and made her like a, a villain where you understand her motivations a little more mm-hmm. than what we got in this. And again, you remove the Leia part of it because the problem I feel like with Leia as a little girl is like it was just mini Leia. Mm-hmm. Her character over the course of this, nothing happened that made me go, oh, wow, now I understand a whole nother side of Leia. It was just let's write lines for a kid to say that sound kind of like what Princess Leia would say. You know what I mean? And like Obi-Wan at the end of this journey, we see him change, but like, it's nothing we didn't know he was going to, like, we didn't learn any insights about Obi-Wan that were like, oh man, like, I didn't even think like Mm -hmm. that would be, it was just, I know what, same thing with Anakin. Like, I know this is how the trajectory goes. They, They gave us no twists or turns that made us like reveal anything about these characters that wasn't something we already completely knew. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say about (laughs) Qui-Gon And I'll be done. I think it would have been a lot funnier and it could have been like a buddy cop show if 
Qui-Gon keeps appearing to Obi-Wan as a force ghost and he doesn't want to talk to him. And he's walking through Tatooine, like, you know, trying to buy goods and he's yelling at Qui-Gon and everybody just sees Obi-Wan talking to the thin air <laughs> and they're like, oh, Ben... You know, Kenobi, crazy, what, crazy old hermit, weird yeah. hermit, you know, and like it kind of set up the idea that he's this weird dude. Yeah. And like that would have, I think, played more into his position in A New Hope. And if you yeah. get that and you get that ability to just break tension with these comedic moments whenever you want, you get to tell the dark, compelling you, drama. You have exactly. a lot more tension because yeah. you have a way yeah. to snap it. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I had written down was that uh, in, in this show, no children, specifically Luke and Leia, f- have any formative memories because Luke gets this, the coolest toy he's ever had. <laughs> From Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then later he's like, oh, you mean old Ben Kenobi? That crusty old dude that lives in the rock? I guess I've never met him. I not, not the dude who gave you the, your favorite yeah. toy that you still play with as a 20-year-old because you're flying this exact ship. Yeah. Well, and again, it bothered me too with Leia being in it because again, when, when Obi-Wan dies in A New Hope and she's, she's like, just kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah, the old dude's dead. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. You yeah. Know, not like, oh, that dude, I went on an entire adventure, the biggest adventure of my life up until now when I was 10. Yeah, there's. I mean, no, she does have some adventures in Rebels, but it's nowhere near the scale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. I haven't. I I've only. She's only in a handful of it. It's more a cameo than than yeah, anything like that. Like that. the like the the characters of Rebels like kind of intercede into one of her diplomatic mm-hmm. things, and then but she's also you know she's like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, 15, yeah. She's yeah. funky. All right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do some entertainment. Sure. Who wants this? I'm probably going to start high here, uh, so I give it an eight. Ooh. Yes, yes, you uh, are. That's high. Yeah. That's well, high. Okay, so eight is my threshold to rewatch it willingly, right? Yeah. Um, I would definitely rewatch um probably episodes five and six. Mm. I'd probably skip the other ones. Mm. Um but mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's one of those things where like now that I know what I'm getting into when I watch the show, I can literally just turn it off and not like I, I can turn, turn I can turn my brain yeah. off and just be like I'm here for flashy light swords. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to drop in <laughs> right on top of that. I give it a five. Okay. Because at the end of the day, all of the trappings of this show, none of the emotional weight that occurs in the flashy light rave moments <laughs> are generated by the show. They're all generated by the prequels. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, just, just, better storytelling which is that's a that's a huge leap already you know and all you have to do is go on youtube and fire up five six minutes worth of fight scenes and you know the the sparring bit and you know you go you don't go to the disney youtube channel you go to someone else's youtube channel because they put the proper music over these (laughs) yeah i mean yeah and you're good that's all you needed yeah i mean i don't i don't disagree um it's just more on the lines of you know, you still like you still get some moments here and there, and you no. know, going into it, you now you know what you're, you know, what to expect, which is nothing. And we get handed some of the worst chase scenes mm. in visual media. I yeah. don't understand how someone Period. played it back, watched it, and went, "That's pretty good. I oh, like yeah, it. Put it yeah. in. Keep it in." <laughs> I mean, you could. Speaking of putting the proper music over scenes, episode one, the kidnapping of Leia, just put Benny Hill on top of that yeah. and, and speed it up a little. Yeah, I could uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is totally what they meant to do. I really was waiting for like a bong noise when that person runs into <laughs> right? the branch. Right, like he goes like, up to the thing and he's like, oh man, it is a small tree. There's no way I can get around the way. How I even get up, bend at the weight? <laughs> he's even running when you, when you see like the kind of the wide shot, quote unquote, of, of her running and the two of them behind her. He's running bow legged, 
to yeah. like slow himself down because it's just you take like three steps and it, it's a 10 year old yeah yeah I, there are so many a small 10 year old yeah well there are just so she has many very small stride better I feel done like that entire scenes. scene could have just been cut by them just like grabbing her yeah, it could just, it could have just been flea leaning against the uh, yeah. the tree. You'd be like, "Sup, kid? You want to do drugs? No, cool. Boom. Come with me. Bag well, over the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next scene because it added nothing. If anything, it took away. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it adds bad. it adds tension because like less is more when you're dealing with scary things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're trying to hide the fact that these are completely inept individuals <laughs> as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was also weird that um, Flea from Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers was the was the main so, kidnapper so guy. So interestingly enough, the director of this series, who did The Mandalorian, uh, also directed a well did did a couple episodes or a couple well a yeah. couple I shouldn't say yeah. did because yeah. it, it was spread directed out over many But that is one of her claims to fame. Right. Right. She also has directed uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers music videos. Uh, that yeah. would make sense. So I wonder if that's where the connection is. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I like we were watching. I was like, is that Flea? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> why Lawrence, is he here? Lawrence Flea. saw his name in the credits like, Flea? He just goes by Flea? And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to explain this to him, <laughs> who this person is. Uh, okay, so moving on. Ryan? I gave Entertainment a five. Okay. And my basis for that was kind of similar to some of the stuff I've already said of like, you know, there are moments that are, are fun in mm-hmm. this series. Like, I liked most if not all the lightsaber fights with the exception of the one in the gravel pit, like the one where he, Vader doesn't even use a lightsaber against Reva. And oh, that's great. Oh, it's so good. The final, like I love that a lot more than the backflip porn that happens in episode three. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Where it just gets to the point where you're like, okay, come on, you know, it's whippity, 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 you know, like I liked, it felt more grounded. I liked mm-hmm. when LB1 yeah. like spun the uh, lightsaber around and started breaking the, you know, the apparatus on the front of Darth Vader's suit and stuff. I was like, ooh, ooh, that's like, well, has no one ever no, done that No one before? never thought to do yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> like, not armored. <laughs> uh, I like the, um, the Dark Souls approach of, uh, of Obi-Wan literally just, 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 roll, just rolling just roll, around. He's not, roll, he's not roll, wearing roll, armor. Roll. His, his agility is all the way Very up. high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think the reason I gave it a five ultimately is I'm never going to watch this again. I, I did not get enough enjoyment out of it to watch the entire series again. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm like you, I might pop on the last two yeah. episodes, but more than likely, I'm just going to look up on YouTube, on YouTube and, yeah. of some of the fights and, and some of that stuff because nothing, th- this entire series never, to me at least, justified its existence of like, it, it's like, here's this thing that happens in between episode three and A New Hope. Yeah. And again, at the end of it, I, 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 it was too messy and inconsistent on literally every front, the writing, the mm-hmm. acting, the editing, the special effects, the music, all of it. And then again, I fundamentally don't like the plot. I don't like how much they involved Leia. I don't like that him and, you know, Darth Vader like ran into each other multiple times yeah. before A New Hope. Cause like it just, to me, it's like. That makes so much of what happens in A New Hope a stretch that they would meet each other and be like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. It's been like It's been 10 years. years. Yeah, I mean. If they have a sequel to this series and they do it again, like how, how far are we going to go to like a week before A New Hope? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, a week a ago, week. Yeah, a I week was ago. just a learner. Yeah. Now <laughs> I am the master. <laughs> yeah, now I am the master. So I give it a five. Of well, like, there's really cool moments, but I'm not going to watch it ever again. Uh, now, one one thing, just because you just, you just kind of reminded me of that. Um, uh, he does whenever, you know, he, he drops all the rocks on, on Obi-Wan and then just walks away and doesn't confirm yeah. the kill. But he does say, you know, he, he does say, you know, I, you know, I am now the master or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, which I thought that was a good little 
thing and then you know proceeds to get his you know butt kicked yeah uh you know i was so, so worried too in that scene that when he's at the bottom of the pit he was gonna say i have the high ground now and i was gonna turn know. it off <laughs> <laughs> bye i was like ready i was like <laughs> a finger on the remote like do not say it. <laughs> don't you do it <laughs> yeah. joel uh well i gave it a seven okay. entertainment and this is this is partially not fair right because <laughs> i'm basing my enjoyment of this series not only on how i headcanon to this series but also how i headcanon the prequels <laughs> oh wow <laughs> because in in my mind the <laughs> Obi-Wan is the main character of the prequels, not Anakin. Yes. Yeah. And and so I I don't go back and watch them, but I think about them from that perspective. Yeah. Uh and you know, some of the some of the Clone Wars content kind of makes up for that a mm -hmm. little bit because you definitely get more of a arch nemesis arc between Obi-Wan and um uh um Anakin? No, my, my, my mind Grievous? is blanking. He got chopped in half and was so angry about Darth it. Maul. Darth, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, and, and you know, that, that stuff that should have existed in the prequels mm -hmm. from, yeah. from the get-go, right? Yeah. And so, well, Maul should have been the, the main yeah, bad guy he, for he the whole thing. He should not have died in episode one. I really, back in the died. day, thought that the prequels were going to be an Obi-Wan trilogy. Mm -hmm. I, again, as a kid, I had no clue. I didn't realize it was just going to be Anakin's origin story. I would have much rather watched an Obi-Wan trilogy with Darth Maul as a villain. Yeah. Yes. And that's yeah. why I think I, when they announced this series, I was so hyped up for it. I'm like, oh, finally, we get like a deep dive on Obi-Wan. And then this is what we got, but it's fine. Whatever. But anyway, so <laughs> with, with that being my headcanon of the original trilogy and then kind of tweaking this to really focus on the emotional journey that obi-wan goes through to kind of reconcile the trauma that he's gone through of losing so much mm -hmm. and feeling responsible for it you know that really serves as a really good in cap to his arc looking across the entire prequel trilogy leading up to this so that he's ready to be this iconic hero moving into the original trilogy whereas he doesn't really have anything left to learn because he's done mm-hmm mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. so a seven is that your? Would you go back and rewatch this? I would watch bits of it. Yeah, that's why I figured. Yeah, because I mean, because I like it so much because of headcanon. If I watch the actual <laughs> stuff on screen again, I, then that will disrupt my head. I, I reject <laughs> your fanfic Disney and substitute my own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will say I did like the the introduction of Vader of him like walking down the street and and trying to goad Obi-Wan to come out of oh, where yeah. he's hiding and he's just, yeah. you know, but just pulling is, people out and killing them. The thing and, is that requires so much context knowledge for you does. to know what's yeah. going on and him not just generically being evil and hurting mm. people because he feels like it, right? Yeah. They're, they're not even a single, like a single line to clue in the audience that was maybe left behind on that was yeah. all that it would take to be like, I will goad him. Yeah. yeah. Know, that's, that's the theme of this entire series, though, is there's so many points where it's like, if y'all could have just worked in one line. Give me a conversation right here. Yeah. It would have propelled or solved issues on multiple fronts. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it, it was it, a show. It, it is what it is. It was better than Book of Boba Fett. Way better than Book of Boba yeah. Fett. Mandalorian season three is somewhere out in the offing. So uh, we'll see. This February or January or something like that. Or it's, next, it's, this upcoming. It's somewhere yeah, out year. ahead of us and we will yeah. see if the, the pinnacle of modern Star Wars can retain its banner. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is 
absolutely enthused. I, Man, Mandalorian's fine. It's fine. The reason I like Mandalorian so much, and it's not my favorite thing ever, is just because, again, for the most part, it's original characters. Yes. And I have no yeah. problem like fighting with like my own head canon or what's supposed to be their own canon of like, why are we getting too much Leia in this? Why is Darth Vader back in this? Yeah. It's just, I didn't know anything going in about the Mandalorian, you know, and, and his character and like Pedro Pascal does great. And like, so for me, it's this fresh, like, you know, thing. Whereas with this, again, we've harped on it. We're beating a dead horse, but like, there's so many people that, you know, they survive. The yeah. stakes are just mm. so low, low. It's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. And we know they have all their limbs. <laughs> yeah, like, we know every count. Like, yes, we these can. people are fine when we yeah. see. Them. Yeah, well, but see, then that's the problem too. Is like if if for whatever reason Obi Wan had like a fake limb in A New Hope, then we then we're like, oh, this is the series where we know how he gets. We it. find out how he. Yeah. Gets yeah. It. yeah, yeah. You you you're kind of backing yourself into a corner yeah. by making this period. It's you know, it's like, tough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's such a a tightrope dance, and I think we have pretty well decided that they didn't. Uh huh. They did not succeed in walking it as well as we would have liked. But on that note. Ryan, thank you so much for taking a little time to join us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I believe that is all the time we have for this episode. Until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Andrew. And I'm Joel. And as always, every spoiler was intended. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, you can support the show for as low as $1 at patreon.com slash podcast. We also have a Discord server and would love to have more people joining in the conversation. Links are in the description below. Thank you 